Hello and welcome back to the A to B with Parkour UK podcast. In today's episode, I sit down with Matthew, Andrew and David, who are designing the app SpotMap. And we talk all about the uh, origins of the SpotMap Parkour app, how it's been used in competitions this year and what are the steps going forward. We had a really interesting conversation and we experimented with a new technique with the podcast and we hope you enjoy. So we're joined by Matthew, Andrew and David, uh, who are the minds behind SpotMap, which is an app that that they're developing. For those who are probably not as in touch with like the competition side of things, can you kind of explain what SpotMap is and um, how it's been used so far um, throughout the year? Uh, Yeah, I'll talk about that. So SpotMap is an app that's going to be used for event organizing within parkour. Um, that can be jams, that can be takeovers, you know, it can be any sort of event that anybody can come up with. Um, but it will sort of give you templates depending on what type of event you want to do. But there's also the um, the actual spot map part of the app where you'll be able to see all the spots around the world. People will be able to add spots, people will be able to record themselves at the spots and upload it to that, rate it. Yeah, all, all of that. Um, but SpotMap just sort of gives support to people who want to organise events, and it sort of gives you like a much easier way to compete in these competitions as well. As rather than switching between like Google Docs, Google Sheets, you know, all those apps, it's everything's just in one app, and you can see all the challenges, see all the photos, submit your videos, everything like that. Um, sort of just a system that is going to simplify events and just training as a whole. Where did the idea of it come from? What what kind of what was the catalyst for you guys to kind of want to uh, start start developing this this kind of platform for for parkour and free running? It started in like probably March. We we started thinking about organising a Liverpool takeover um, after seeing like Sheffield takeover and York takeover. And we wanted to do something like that because Liverpool hasn't really had much going for it recently with the parkour community, whereas it used to be quite big. Um, so we thought doing something like that might be good for the community and also good to just get Liverpool back on the map a little bit. But when we started organising the event, we quickly realised how difficult it is trying to use multiple apps and figuring out what is the easiest way to do it. And then, um, so generic parkour is me, Sean, Kira, and Martin. Um, so when we were organizing it, Sean turned around to me and said, my dad does app developments and web developments. Um, he could possibly put something together that might make this a lot easier. So, I got in touch with these two and they started putting something together, which was like a website version of the app. And um, from there, it's just sort of turned into this. I'll let them talk about that a little bit if they want to. Yeah, sure. Um, So uh, me and Andy have have worked together for many, many years, actually, Uh, like well over 10 years now, isn't it? Or in fact, time flies. So it's probably a lot longer than that now. uh, at this point, uh, when we looked at starting the 
uh, well, doing the app for uh, generic parkour. Um, we were looking for something a little bit different because we've been working for the past like four or five years on a an app for financial services. Um, and this just seemed like a nice little fun thing to, to get into. Um, so, so yeah, we put together a, a web version of the app, which was just like a, was like a quick turnaround proof of concept type one. Um, but it, it seemed to, I mean, you can attest to this. It seemed, um, to work quite well, didn't it on the, on the day. Um, so yeah, so we kind of discussed and, and we decided, do you know what, this, this is probably something that we should turn into a proper app and, and, you know, see, see where we can go with it basically. Amazing. Sounds, that sounds really good. So I know, um, there's, there's previous pieces on, on the Parkour UK website regarding, um, previous takeovers like the Sheffield takeover and the York takeover. And in those kind of pieces, one thing that I always like to ask people was, um, for those who are trying to plan their own takeover, what can, what uh, advice and what tips can you offer? And a lot of the time, those people were saying, it's a lot of admin work. It's a lot of, you know, having to check in Instagram stories and stuff. Um, for, I guess, listeners that, that didn't know, I think the previous kind of format of the the kind of takeover competition where um, you set X amount of challenges in a town or a city and those um, then a bunch of people come and try and do as many of those challenges as possible. Um, you used to have to kind of record all of your clips, upload it to an Instagram story and then tag uh, the individuals with uh, who who are running the competition for them to check it to to approve it and stuff. Um, so from what you guys have described there, makes sense because you're kind of making this one platform that kind of does all of that. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about the Grim Jam 2023 quickly because that was the that was my first like experience using the app essentially. Um, in like a, a competition format and a competition setting um so on on over this uh like takeover style competition on on day one um am i right in sort of saying that you kind of given them like early access to trial the app to kind of use that to help them organize their takeover we gave them access to the app and we we gave it like i think we gave them it like an hour before the event started um the only reason that they only got access to it very near the start of the event is because we were brought on very late on and we were in the middle of developing the app. Um, but we made it work. Um, so they had access. They were classed as owners of that event and that sort of gave them access to the market and viewing everything like that. So I remember... Um... Obviously, at this event, you know, uh, there was a, a, there was obviously a very big focus and a, and a big push to kind of use the app for the competition. And obviously, it did come with a couple of like issues, but that's always going to happen, I think, when when you're just rolling something out. Um, so obviously, the issues that that were faced was I think there was an issue with the was it the ios version of the app like you couldn't upload onto it or or something i didn't have a problem with it personally i managed to <laughs> use the app absolutely fine to 
get around and and to um upload clips and stuff but there i think there were a few issues that um you know that came to light and it's like i kind of spoke to you guys about the event it's those issues that until it's in practice you don't know exist especially if like you're you're kind of developing um you know on on a like a part-time basis or or in, in your own time sort of thing so from i guess from the events that you've you've done this year so you've had uh the porto takeover the liverpool takeover uh grim jam um for their for the first day of their event what are the biggest kind of lessons and takeaways that you've gotten from using or from piloting the app on on those days so um i think just the realization that we we, we need some help um so regarding grim jam um on iphone if you tried to upload the video it would just crash the app um we were shocked that you didn't have an issue um i think you were the only person on iphone that was able to upload which was i'll take that, funny enough. I'll take that. Um, <laughs> but we were able to fix it by um using a web version of the app that we already had in place luckily um but for that instance um Andy and Dave only have uh, a Samsung and a PC. They don't have any Apple devices. So to test that is extremely difficult because we have to use like um, like virtual devices and it just doesn't correlate to what the actual device will do. Um, but I think the biggest take that we got from it, apart from that, was that we just we need to keep doing events. The more events we do, the better it gets. And the more people that are using it, the more information we'll get given. And it will sort of improve the more events that we do. Did um, you have did you have similar issues at South Bank Takeover as well? Or is that Um not a single issue at South Bank. No. Okay. Didn't didn't good. have it. nothing went wrong. Everything went completely. We didn't have any issues with it. Um, everything went completely fine. Uh, the only issue was that on iPhones, because we were push out an update, because we decided to reformat the entire app basically just before the event, and I think that's what made it perfect. But because we'd done that, it changed how the leaderboard was shown. So during the day of the event on the iPhone app, the leaderboard was showing uh, the lowest amount at the top the highest amounts at the bottom. Right. Okay. So showing back to front, but it, w- it wasn't a big issue. But that's solved now that we've released an update onto the app. So That was actually down to, it was fixed, wasn't it? But um, when you push the app for review uh, on the App Store, it can take a while. And I think over the weekend, it seems to take a little bit longer. Um, so yeah, it was uh, just not live in time, unfortunately. when it comes to i guess developing um each each update of of the app how how rough how long roughly does does that kind of um take you because obviously you guys are you're I, are you currently doing this for for free or are you doing it on like a part-time basis or like a voluntary basis kind of what's um what what's your your guys's kind of schedule with the app at the moment yeah. 
So it's it's as and when, isn't it, really? Um, because obviously we've all got other things on the go. So the three of us have kind of come together and uh, I suppose the ownership of the app, we've split between us and we're just trying to put in whatever time we can, when we can. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, it's something that we'd like to, to put more time into. Um, but at the moment, it is just like late nights and, and kind of if we get a little bit of spare time during the day or a morning, we can get on it. I've sort of, um, I've been taking a lot less shifts at work to work on this so that we can get stuff made and done. But by doing that, it means that I'm going to have to heavily work for the next couple of weeks and I'm going to have to slow down on what I can do. Um, so I think the reason that we're doing like the Kickstarter and stuff like that is that we're hoping that we can get a little something so that we can put this time in because trying to juggle work and, and developing an app is extremely difficult because even when your only job is developing an app, it still takes months to get it anywhere you need it to be. So doing it in spare time is, is difficult. <laughs> that was going to be um, sort of the, the topic I was going to move on to next really was the the kickstarter um so that's not live yet is it and by the time this podcast goes out i'm not 100 percent sure if it will be live or not um but you guys are, are launching a, a kickstarter and i mean uh, there's been a few projects within parkour over the last few years that have, that have seen obviously success from from funding through kickstarter um what are the I guess what's the the um what's the word I'm looking for the 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 cost that you're looking for on the Kickstarter? How much are you looking to raise, um and what sort of things is that f- like money going to cover? It just kind of gives like a little bit of of information as to kind of where all of that goes, um essentially. So um, I'll just say some rough stuff and I'll let Andy and Dave go a bit more in depth about like the technical side. Um, so we're asking for £16,000. Out of that, I think we get 13000 just because of the fees that come with Kickstarter. It takes like over a grand, something like that. And then we, we lose out on quite a bit of the money. But um, with the Kickstarter, we're asking for sixteen grand, and that's sort of the minimum of what we need um we've not gone any higher because we think it it's it would be silly to try and ask for any more because with kickstarter it is all or nothing if we don't reach that 16 grand we get nothing um so we've kept it low at 16 and we just hope that as it goes higher and higher we can reach out and sort of put in extended goals because the, the development of the app for a year, we, we need a lot more um, just because it, it takes so much. You've got to have equipment, all the all the costs for development, um, even just a little bit of our time. Even if we all got like, you know, paid 400 quid a month, it still adds up to quite a bit over the year. Um, but I think looking at all the costs and stuff, we just, anything is going to help because it's all coming out of pocket at the moment. And the more more money we can raise for the Kickstarter, the more time we can put into this development and the 
probably the better the outcome will be realistically, I think. Um, I'll let Andy and Dave talk about what they sort of need from the Kickstarter, why why we're raising that amount. Um, yeah, so it's it's a little bit of equipment. So as we kind of touched on before, we had the issues um, with iPhone. So it would be good for us to, to get an iPhone in and potentially um, a Mac to, to test that side of things. Um, and also, it's I suppose it's just um, being able to put time aside um, from what we're normally doing. Um, and still, obviously, keep the lights on and, and and keep our bellies full and stuff like that. It's uh, yeah. And obviously, we 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 did discuss, didn't we, like monetization of the of the app as well. Um, but we, I mean, at the moment, we want to just keep it um free for people to use so that it doesn't kind of you know restrict access to to anyone. And and yeah, I don't know if there's anything you want to add to that, Andy, at all. Yeah, just um, like you said there, I think for me, equipment cost is one of the main one because with the iOS issue that was at the Grim Jam, it's very difficult at the minute for me to be able to debug it, find out exactly what the error is. So instead, I kind of rebuilt the back end of the app, so to speak, in an attempt to work around it. Fortunately, it did work around it, which is brilliant. But as we expand more features in without having the proper tools to fully test it, we we don't want to be going into events and then having these issues and then having to fix them afterwards. Having a much more structured testing process is better for everyone. Um, we also have the, I suppose, the running costs. Obviously, running a server with all of these videos uploading, downloading. There's a lot of bandwidth and storage usage. Um, that at the minute is manageable, but obviously the more events we run, the more that's going to ramp up. And so I suppose those costs need to be covered in some way. So, yeah. So we, we've, I guess the Kickstarter is going live soon isn't it i know like you said we've had conversations previously um about it I, d I don't know when it's going live but i assume it would be soonish it's probably this week we would like to get it set up before the we'd like it to be be active before tomorrow it probably won't be but if it is it means that we'll have the money in time for york which means we can sort of you know go out of pocket a little bit before it finishes because then we'll be able to get the app at a better quality for the York takeover, which we're helping with. And that's this November, isn't it? The yeah, York November twelfth. Did you help with the Leicester takeover at all? No. No. So you weren't involved in the Leicester takeover. No. So, um, moving forward, then, um, we I guess we're we're kind of circling back to what we were talking about at the start now, um. Obviously, we've we've focused a lot here about the I guess the the competition aspects of of the app and how you know it's going to be a really good way for people who are organising competitions to um, effectively run things through their app. But let's talk about the other bits of the app. Um, I know we've we've all four of us have discussed 
uh, quite in depth some some ideas and some um, you know potential things that, that could be coming to the platform so besides the competition besides the event organizing you've you've mentioned um, like a like a spot but the spot map essentially of uploading all your spots and in your local area and kind of building that I guess that infrastructure within the sport that you know you don't always have to try and find the locals on Instagram you can just kind of go into the app um, and and see which spots there are and see who's local um, what else what other features can people kind of expect to be rolled out maybe not immediately but you know within um, within you know a, a year or so after the app rolls out yeah so um, it, it's sort of all up in the air because it sort of depends on how, how much funding we, we get because um, there's only so much that we can do with, with what we're handed um, but a couple of the features are we want to implement like a sort of like an Instagram type feed so um, people can upload videos of them at spots they can tag where the spot is so like you'll be able to like click on the spot and it will show up the spot it's stuff like that just um, sort of make it into like a community hub for parkour um, we'll, something that we want to implement is the ability for brands to pay for a page within the app where they can put anything they want that sort of can promote their videos, promote their clothing, anything like that. Um, and a, along with doing that, they're, you know, they're getting a big reach into the community because the more events we organize, the more people that will end up using the app overall. Um, and if these brands have their own page on there, people are, are very likely to see it. Um, so that's one of the things we want to implement, sort of like a community type feed and have brands on there just make it into a community hub for parkour. Um, traffic. We've had so many ideas. It's just, it's hard to sort of get working on any of them because some things have to take priority. Um, Dave and Andy, what, 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 what are some of the features that we were talking about? Um, we did discuss, didn't we, uh, potentially tying in with Parkour UK, if, if that's something that we could do and um, bringing across a lot of the information and help that you guys have for the community into the app as well um so making that all accessible from there so that was i suppose one thing we were we were discussing it makes a lot of sense i think to you know like like it or not the way the the world is moving forward is we're, we're carrying mini laptops in our pockets the whole time aren't we like phones and stuff are like yeah. immensely powerful now and uh in you know even a, you know nearly two decades on apps are, are still basically the the way forward um websites are great and websites are good but you know it does make sense to kind of you know have an app that you know the the community can use to access that information um and you know like you said we've we've discussed like through parkour uk we can start implementing um like our courses on there our memberships um, any news or updates that the organization is doing and kind of streamline that process but also one thing that we touched on in kind of like prior conversation was the idea of being able to have the information about starting parkour within the app as well so you know the the app can be like promoted within parkour gyms and parkour facilities and and by coaches and stuff to their students to kind of help them get started 
not just training at parkour at their like indoor facility but also like going out to train parkour outside or to learn a little bit more about parkour and like you guys mentioned that kind of like feed sort of thing can help people gain inspiration at spots especially if they're like training solo or something so it sounds really promising and like really good um what is the best thing you've experienced so far with with developing the app um so i think just just saying how much easier it is to compete in these competitions um because during these events when people are jumping through all the different apps it's without so much more stress and seeing the uh, the organizers just crumble under the pressure um with, with the app it's just so much easier for them so less stressful and as the app gets better and better it'll be you know it'll be even easier um but i think just seeing how much simpler it is and how quickly it's worked um because we'll the Liverpool takeover was in April and that that was nothing. That website wasn't anything like the app is now. And that was what five months ago, something like that. Yeah. Um, so. And we've we've organised multiple competitions now. Um and we've helped out with Grim Jam, we're gonna be helping out with York. Uh, I think I think it's our fifth competition we're doing. So that's practically a competition a month which obviously shows that it, it works because yeah. people want to use it. Um, I and, think just sort of all that. And what's the what's been, I guess, the worst part of, of the experience? If, if there is a worst part, you know, um, what what's been what's been the, the most challenging thing besides obviously the financial side, because I think we know that financial side is quite quite difficult what's the what's the next worst worst thing from that i suppose it's probably um the likes of issues that you've experienced live on a an event isn't it and obviously maybe you've been contacting andy to to kind of try and you know patch a fix for an issue that was happening at that that point i suppose that's a, a stressful uh, situation uh, to be in but hopefully obviously as time goes on uh, that kind of thing will become less and less prevalent so um... yeah i would echo that i think because obviously because of the quick turnaround really and obviously the limited time we've had to dedicate to it the preparation for each event getting the next update out making sure we can do as much testing as we feasibly can in the time frame. Is yeah, it's it's very stressful. <laughs> um, and then, obviously, when the event actually comes, and hoping that it all goes smoothly, and like Dave said, they're trying to fix issues as they're coming in. Is yeah, it's it, if we had the obviously the time and the testing, that would be a lot less stressful. But that's for me, that's definitely been the hardest part so far. It's it's funny though, isn't it? I think sometimes having a a kind of an event to work towards means there's a cutoff point when you need to have the app ready, and sometimes I suppose hitting a little issue live on an event it can kind of be a blessing in disguise in in some weird way because um, you know you get it resolved and then you know next time 
it's not it's not going to be there before we wrap up is there anything else that you kind of want to add um to i guess to what we've already discussed um i would just say um when we get the kickstarter launch we, we're going to be pushing that heavily um just because we, we really need that to be successful for what what we want to achieve with the app um because like we've said we want to keep the app free to use um, we want everybody to be able to use it no matter where they are no matter their financial situation as long as they, they have a mobile device I want them to be able to use it um, because it should be easily accessible to everyone um, I think just supporting these events is the biggest thing I'd say even if you can't you know donate to the Kickstarter just come into these events even if you're not participating, just, just come into them and watching and supporting the people that are competing is a nice thing to do. And I think it's it's helpful for us to see people there because it gives us, it just shows us why we're doing it. Um, even in the times where it might be really difficult. Um, I, I think that's, that's important. Um, but for instance, like we're running a jam in Liverpool on the 28th of this month which is October. Um, that's going to be a street jam and that will showcase the map part of the app. Like we'll have photos of each spot and we'll um, have like a little drawn line showing you which spot we're going to at what time, stuff like that. And it'll also be on our Instagram story and stuff like that. But we really want to push people to use the app for it because it will be useful even for that. And we'll be running mini skill comps at some of the spots which will sort of show what the takeovers can be like using the app. Um, but just support the events, even if you can't support our Kickstarter, because it, it, it helps us. Is it anything from, from Andy and Dave? I suppose for me, um, the obviously the original concept was to run the events and to build the map of spots, which for me was the, the main driver, to be able to go to a new city and just have all of these spots available in an easy to you know browse format but then as obviously as the scope is built and built the idea of having a kind of unified data center essentially for everything parkour related whether that's courses events going on in the area um people in the local area communities gyms courses it just i suppose for me it's just really exciting to see that if, if we can build that and hopefully help the community grow in that respect that's i suppose for me that's the driving the driving force behind it and i'm really excited to see where that goes amazing <clears throat> sounds good um cool we'll we'll wrap up there um Thanks for, for, for coming on and, and talking. Uh, it's massively, massively appreciated. And uh, best luck, best of luck with the Kickstarter uh, when it goes live. Um, obviously, we'll share that around as well. Um, where can we find generic parkour and spot map on social media, just so the listeners know where they can find it? Yeah, so um, generic parkour and spot map are in partnership. They're separate businesses. Um, Generic parkour is 
the like parkour brand part of spot map um but spot map is its own ind- individual thing um we've kept them separate for some reasons but you can find generic parkour on instagram and we also have a website which is genericparkour.com um on instagram it's generic parkour again and on instagram for spot map it is just spot map but with two p's <laughs> amazing um, I think that's all. All of our information is always on there. We post all the events on there. Um, the one that's being used at the moment consistently is Generic Parkour, but eventually Spotmap will be used as well to promote the app side a bit, bit more. Amazing. Sounds good. Yeah, I'll stick all the links to, to the Spotmap and the Generic Parkour socials in the description of this podcast as well, just so the listeners can can have access to it but um if if we're all good we'll we'll wrap up there 